Hello and welcome to the Autism in Real Life podcast. In each episode, you'll get practical strategies by taking a journey into the joys and challenges of life with autism. I'm your host, Ilya Walsh, and I'm an educator and a parent of two young adults, one of which is diagnosed on the autism spectrum. Join me as I share my experience and the experiences of others so that we may see the unique gifts and talents of individuals on the autism spectrum fully recognized. Hi, this is Ilya from the Spectrum Strategy Group, and welcome to this episode of Autism in Real Life. This episode centers around really thinking about what a customized education uh, process would look like for each student. So really thinking about this student-centered type of education. So I hope you enjoy. So hello. Um, I wanted to take a little moment uh, today to talk about education. And, um, you know, having been a parent of two different types of learners, and, and an educator working with um, all different kinds of kids and different kinds of learners in the room, I've often thought, why don't we have an IEP for all, uh, all students, right? So I think um, my thinking around uh, my chat today is that uh, I've had conversations with some uh, parents, and I did an interview for a future podcast. Um, and in that interview, we talked about what it would be like if education would have been different for ourselves. And so I thought about my feeling of looking at an IEP for the first time and saying, wow, wait a minute why don't all kids have this? Because everyone's different. We all learn in a different way. And it particularly comes at a time when I know we're trying to transition back and think about what school will look like in the fall. We're in June. Many kids have finished up or are in the process of finishing up this crazy spring (laughs) that we've had. And so what does it look like when we go back in the fall? And I was thinking that maybe we could think about what, you know, what that more customized education might look like. And so um, I know one of the reasons as an educator that it's been tough um, when I've been in the classroom to really customize education for kids has been resources, right? Lack of resources, either not enough people in the room or there's just not enough there aren't enough tools or enough things happening to to be able to offer each student what is specific to them. And um, I also know that each state and each district will have their own set of requirements as far as, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm making it very simple, but there is a checkoff list of things core things that need to get covered and a list of requirements that each teacher needs to teach each student um, for each given year. And they do build on each other. So many districts, you know, it is like the scaffolded uh, scaffolded approach, which, is, which can be great. Uh, but I think um, 
we sometimes focus so much on that checkoff list that uh, we forget that we have a a child, a living, breathing child in front of us. And I think particularly with an IEP, we can get very caught up in that as well. So, um, you know, one example that was shared was, you know, one of the core things we want to teach in our curriculum, I think most um, schools, districts have this, is, you know, physical education requirement. And so, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, And we really want to teach students how to take care of their bodies physically. Uh, We know that it helps physically and mentally. So it is important. It's an important skill. But oftentimes we get caught up in the curriculum of teaching this particular sport or teaching a particular activity that many students really don't resonate with. And I know a lot of um, the students that I've worked with who are on the spectrum, that might not be, you know, trying to play baseball or football or dodgeball or I know, you know, curriculum has changed um, in many districts, but sometimes those things are going to exclude our kids and it's going to make them feel um, like they can't participate. Maybe the coordination isn't there. And I think this is true for a lot of students. But what if we taught some things that could be um, like a lifelong uh, type of health, right? Like health benefits. So yeah, let's do the walking. Let's do some running, hiking, yoga, Zumba. I know some schools are implementing these things. And I think when they hit on those particular units in physical education, there are many kids that resonate with it. And I'm not saying let's get rid of sports, right? Because I know many students thrive on that and it is a sense of community. It's a way of team building. Um, And so we still would have, right, those extracurricular activities, whether they're an intramural where it's just, you know, for fun and let's hang out, or if it's, you know, competitive sports within the structured uh, state system. So I'm not saying to get rid of that, but if we could sort of teach those healthy habits on a regular basis, maybe more people would be active um, and move their bodies more, right? So this is just one example that, you know, that I talked about. Um, And right now, since we're, you know, many of us are doing the homeschooling um, kind of thing, you know, I think we have stripped education down to sort of its bare essence, right? Like what are the lessons we need to get through? What are the requirements we need to get through? Uh, Many families maybe are able to sort of weave in, um, let's get that walk in there, let's go outside and ride, you know, bikes um, or, you know, what have you to kind of get kids outside and moving, but also, integrating some of their interests in there and integrating creative ways to teach a lesson without, um, you know, maybe sticking to one thing. So, right, this is that interdisciplinary education that I've talked about before. So maybe we can do that as well and think about that. But can that transfer to going back to school? Can that transfer to going back in the fall? And, you know, um, making this education piece a little more interdisciplinary. And so, you know, um, I offer a challenge here as our kids go back to school in the fall, how can that be more customized for them? 
right? And what can we advocate for so that we remember we're looking at a child holistically? And also um, in that exercise of thinking about that, maybe we reflect a little bit back on ourselves and think about what would education have looked like if I were to customize it for myself, right? Like what would, what would have been um, really helpful for me if I had learned more about X, right? Perhaps, you know, our work situations would have been different. Perhaps our life choices would have been different. Perhaps we would have felt more connected to other people who also had the same interests, or maybe we would have felt more accepted because we would have had um, teachers that would have understood, you know, who we were better. And I think that's sort of what I would love to see going back. I think especially kids with special needs really want to feel connected to their educators. They want to feel connected to their classmates and they want people who understand what their challenges are and what their needs are. So uh, again, as we, you know, as we move into this transition back and maybe it's even, I know some camps are starting to open up again and I know, you know, daycares are starting to open up again in certain places. So let's think about what does it look like to, to be able to customize this a little bit more. And I know it's, um, it becomes a, a heavy weight for educators to take on. I think many try and really want to do that. Um, and I also think, you know, this concept of universal design, perhaps in universal design, right, we, we create a lesson that can then um, be taught in a way that covers multiple different learning styles and also creating a lesson that makes the content accessible for all students. So, you know, how do we kind of blend that a little bit? And so, you know, that's my, that's my offering for this, this week is to think a little bit about that. Um, And so what would your education have looked like? Had it been more customized? Would there have been different choices that you may have made? Um, And for our students and our kids, uh, how would that look like right now? What would that look like um, if they go back? So, I hope you all have a great week and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening to Autism in Real Life. This is Elia Walsh. And if you like the show, please hit subscribe so you can get notified each time a new episode is released. Also, if you join our email list at thespectrumstrategy.com, you can get a code to attend one of my online courses for free. See you next time.